You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hello and welcome to our AIB Market Update on Tuesday the 22nd of February. I'm Paul Ward from our Customer Treasury Unit and I'm joined this week by AIB's Senior Economist John Faddy to discuss the recent developments on the financial markets. Morning John. Morning Paul. Uh, I might start, just John, with over the last couple of weeks, uh, the geopolitical news flow has definitely dictated the performance of the financial markets. Can you please give our listeners your thoughts as to where we go from here from a market perspective? So, as you say, uh, we've seen a risk aversion on markets. Now, uh, the thing is, we've seen it since uh, the start of the year, yeah. uh, but it's in the last maybe two weeks, uh, around two weeks, where we've seen the geopolitical aspect on yeah. it. So up to that point, it was really uh, the sell-off on equity markets. Was really in reaction to the market suggesting the expectation that the Fed is going to hike much more aggressively this year yeah. uh, than previously was expected, and more generally speaking, inflation is going to remain higher, and interest rates across some key central banks are, are going to increase at a faster pace than previously expected. So that was the overarching driver of market sentiment up till about roughly around two weeks ago, yeah. and then we saw the focus come much more on uh, tensions in relation to Ukraine. Because remember, uh, this has been bubbling since uh, around November when Russian troops started to gather on the border. That happened, you know, uh, yeah, around November time yeah. of last year. Yeah. But it's really only in the last two weeks where markets have paid much more attention to it. Is that because and the it's markets have much more of an impact? Is it because the market has just moved its focus away from inflation and central banks now want to geopolitical, John? Or no, I think it's 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 just that. Uh, given the escalation of tensions, yeah, okay. it's brought it more into focus for markets. I think yeah. markets are still, and there is a, a link back to that inflation thing. Yeah. If you look what happened, commodity prices, oil prices have gone higher again, yeah. which will push near-term headline inflation uh, potentially yeah. higher. So okay. the two aren't separate, but I think the reason markets focus on it over the last two weeks, well, basically you've had uh, the US administration nearly every day saying Russia is about to invade. So, you know, it's it's put the focus much more and it's much more in the spotlight now, which is why we're seeing the impact uh, on markets. So we've seen, you know, the continuation of the risk aversion of markets since the start of the year, except now the driver is that geopolitical risk, geopolitical okay. concerns. Uh, and at the same time, the difference we've seen is, you know, markets were selling off earlier, but bond yields were going higher on the expectation uh, of higher rates. Yeah. Now bond yields uh, are slightly lower because there's a bit of risk aversion from the perspective of safe haven demand. So bonds are being sought out for their safe haven status. So okay. equities are going lower, so are yields because bond prices move inversely to yields as demand for bonds. Prices are going higher for bonds, the yields uh, is falling. So in the last two weeks, it's been much more geopolitical okay. aspect of what's hampered at risk appetite. And, and can I ask John, just two things then on that. Have we seen interest rates come lower over the last couple of weeks? And then more importantly, just about the FX, because I know for a lot of the listeners, that's where a lot of the focus is for the importers, exporters. Like currencies have kind of remained quite muted, I suppose, over the last couple of weeks. Would that be yeah. Fair to say? So yeah. If, we, if we deal first with the interest rate thing, yeah. so you know markets are still pricing in a pretty aggressive pace of, of rate hikes uh, from the Fed and, and the Bank of England, and obviously the expectations around the ECB. What we saw last week was a little bit of a pairing back of those expectations, okay. maybe around by around ten basis points. Uh, but if you look at what's pricing at the moment, okay, two weeks ago, the market was expecting the ECB rate back to zero. So 50 base points 50, of tightening yeah. by the end of this year. Now there's probably around 40 base points of tightening. So there's okay. 10 base points left at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and similarly in the US and the UK, you know, rates in the UK are seen getting close to maybe 1.85% by the end of the year uh, in terms of where contracts at the moment are suggesting 
at the start of last week or the previous week, it was closer to 2%. So there's been a tiny, a little, okay. about a 10 base points pullback. But the bigger picture, it's still a fairly aggressive pace of tightening expected uh, from can those just, central banks. Can I just yeah. ask you, just before we go on to the currencies, like, would, would those interest rate increases be front-loaded? Like, so at the, the next Bank of England meeting, I think, which is in March, are we expecting 50 base well, points? Well, that's, what, that's what the market's priced in. Okay. So, uh, you know, there's because uh, if you think of the last meeting in February, they hiked rates uh, by 25 base points. Uh, and also it was 5-4 on the vote, yeah. on the vote, but those four were looking for 50, 50 rather yeah. than 25. Okay. Uh, so there's definitely a aggressively hawkish yeah. union within the Bank of England. So, you, you know, that's why the market's pricing in 50 base points Yeah, because I, I seen, and I seen this morning um, just some of the main banks giving their indications for US rates. And, and I won't mention anybody, but one of them was indicating they expect nine rate increases from the US. Now, that does seem a bit excessive. Yeah, that's aggressive at the moment. Yeah. The market's probably priced in between six to seven, seven and yeah. it's come back a little bit too, just on the back of that risk aversion in markets and a little bit of uncertainty there. But, you know, it hasn't had a huge impact. There's maybe a little less aggressive, uh, 10 base points across the board, less expected now than there was uh, maybe uh, two weeks ago. That's just related to just the uncertainty out there uh, on the geopolitical. You know, the geopolitical risk aspect could you know in the next two to three weeks you know that could uh quieten down a bit and yeah. then the focus is back uh, on inflation, on inflation you mentioned there the currency yeah, yeah from the, the currency, currency perspective we we saw a little bit of safe haven demand maybe two weeks ago in terms of the dollar it got a little bit of a boost you know euro dollar went back below 113 but last week you know despite that kind of escalation of concerns in relation to uh russia ukraine tensions you know the main currency pairs have been fairly range brown so we haven't seen a huge contagion onto currency markets uh, from that sell-off on, on equity markets. If you look at the levels, you know, euro dollar has been in a 113 to 114 range from much of last week. Euro sterling's traded in 83 to 84p, uh, and sterling against the dollar, or cable as it's called, you know, has been in and around that 136 level. So we haven't seen any great contagion or volatility of risk, risk, risk off safe haven demand on currency markets like what you could do if 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 the if the crisis did escalate and you asked there about where we go from here and what's the outlook in relation to this it's very much front and center at the moment the yeah. tensions there uh, and obviously it's dominating the news there's talk of a summit uh, happening at some stage yeah uh, on it uh, so you know <clears throat> markets reacted slightly positively to that news but there's still a lot of uncertainty over what that summit will involve and whether it will help to ease uh, the tensions and but if you did see a continuation of major sell-off then you might see a bit more safe haven demand play out on currency markets in terms of boosts to the dollar, the Swiss franc or the yen, because they tend to benefit in times of severe risk aversion on the markets. But so far, we haven't seen any great contagion over onto currency you, markets. You've actually answered a question I was going to ask just about for the benefit of the listeners in terms of the safe haven or which currencies that benefit from risk on or risk off. So uh, in terms of the euro in sterling, John, it's only when the market's a bit more risk on that we might see it more of a benefit for the euro yeah so and i suppose from a euro perspective yeah uh, you know you asked there about the outlook uh, you know the european economy is much more exposed to potential escalation of crisis in relation to ukraine russia yeah. than the u.s economy uh would be so you know if this escalates further then uh, it, it could have a, 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 some downward impact on, euro. On, on the euro because of its more uh, economically sensitive to, uh, uh, you know, uh, but that would take a pretty significant escalation of tensions yeah. in Ukraine for that to have a major impact. And, and, and John, what's our view for, say, euro dollar over the next couple of quarters? 
Yeah, so in terms of where we are at the moment, as I said, we've been in that 113 to 114 range. You know, for, for as we move towards the end of this quarter, we see, you know, we see it trading in around the midpoint of that 114, yeah. you know, the 114 being the midpoint of that range yeah. uh, and really, you know, staying in that uh, throughout, uh, you know, from a in terms of trading level 111 up to uh, 117, which gives you that midpoint of 114 through much of the first half of this year. Maybe, you know, euro dollar, maybe trading back up towards settling around a midpoint range of 115 uh, in the second half of the year. So we don't see any major kind of range breaks in any of the key currencies yeah. at the moment. Because remember, you know, if if as expected, uh, you know, things settle down in relation to the Ukraine, there's some sort of a summit and some sort of an agreement that kind of both sides can take away as a, as a win, uh, then the focus resumes back on inflation and the interest rate outlook and you know even though the ecb uh, will be well behind curve in terms of rate hikes and the extent of rate hikes all central banks are, are moving in that direction where where rates are going higher so it's really the only way is up yeah. question is by how much and, and will we have three central bank meetings in march john will we yeah so and the key and from you know the expectation is the fed will hike in march yeah. by 25 base points the boe will hike yeah uncertainty will it be 25 or 50 yeah even the fed uh you know last week, the week before last we had uh, one of the, uh, the fomc voters uh james bullard talking about a 50 base points oh, rate right, hike. Okay. so you can't even rule out 50 base yeah. points rate hike from the fed whereas when you look at the ecb the market's expecting uh maybe in terms of when the ecb might first move yeah maybe around uh you know, summertime into autumn, you know, July, September, that period but, there. Where, but we're talking you know, maybe a very small move yeah, on the deposit You're, you're, you're yeah. talking the deposit rate getting back points. closer to zero. So yeah. maybe moving to minus uh, 0.4 around September yeah. time. So it's very gradual. So as I said, they're all moving in the same direction, but the ECB is expected to lag well behind uh, the Fed and the Bank of England. And that's because if you look at the headline inflation rates and underlying core inflation, especially, which is the key thing, you know, it's not as high in the Eurozone as it is in the UK yes. or the US. So the ECB doesn't have to be as aggressive uh, from that side of things. That's interesting, John. Yeah. And then finally, anything of interest regarding, say, key data releases the week ahead? Uh, so when we look to the week ahead, uh, in terms of we talked about inflation there, yeah. the key US inflation metric from a Fed's perspective. So there's two key measures of inflation in the US. There's consumer price index, CPI, yeah. and there's core uh, PCE. And it's the core PCE is what the Fed is their preferred measure okay. of inflation. So that's out later this week, expected to increase further again. Uh, so it just shows the continued upward pressure uh, on inflation. I, in I the assume US. that's the favorite one because it includes things like wage inflation. And stuff well, it's more in caps of the overall economy, okay. whereas the CPI is based in a basket of goods. So the Fed, okay. Fed preferred the more economy-wide measure uh, of that. Uh, and aside from that, uh, we'll also pay attention to... Uh, BWE Governor Bailey and some of his MPC colleagues are before the Treasury Select Committee talk about the inflation or the monetary policy report uh, and uh, the bank's policy outlook. So the, what the market will look there is to see is there any insider guidance from the BUE given its prepared remarks and also uh, answers to questions from MPs as to whether it's 25 or 50 base points yeah, in and March. whether it's four or five or six or whatever number they're going to be that's going to be voting for it, Jeff. Yeah, and in terms of uh, where rates could go over the course of this year, because you know the market's pricing in now, rates getting to around 1.9% by the end of the year. So that's you know a pretty hefty pace yeah. of rate hikes to get through 
so that's what the market will look for. So potential for a bit of volatility for Sterling there if we get much new insight of course, uh, from yeah, them at that. But any time a, a central bank speaker is speaking, especially in the context of where we are now, it does pre- prevent so, or does provide some currency risk and okay. event risk uh, for the respective currency. All right, John, many thanks for the update and a big thanks to our customers, colleagues and listeners for joining us on this week's podcast. To stay up to date with the latest market developments, please subscribe to AV's Market Talk wherever you get your podcasts. Many thanks. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.